Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. everyone and welcome back to let's talk avatar i'm rachel and i'm isaac and today we're going to be discussing the last two episodes of legend of korra for season one let's get it yes let's get it but first we have to announce another giveaway um We've partnered with All Things Nerd on Instagram. They put out these amazing... Actually, they put out a lot of different items, but we got our hands on their Avatar water bottles, which are very, very good quality and look so good. We have three of them this time, so we're going to be picking three winners, which I'm super excited about because I hate not being able to give... I guess, to more people. So I'm excited that we get to do this. It will be on our Instagram starting today. Then it will it will go live for a week. So from Friday to Friday. Um, yeah, all of our all of information to enter is on our Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. I think that's all I have to say. I'm excited. I'm excited for this giveaway. Yeah, we've, turned, of, in, we've turned into a giveaway podcast. <laughs> I just love giving Avatar-related stuff to people, but it's so hard because every time we get something, I want to keep it. You know, I look at it and I'm like, I'm just going to keep this for myself. They also have stickers. They have other water bottles, phone cases, all sorts of different stuff. So check out Shop All Things Nerd on Instagram to see a little bit of what they have. Anyway, um... Let's, let's just, hop into it. Let's talk Avatar. <laughs> Remember when we said we were going to open? Hey, I'm still sticking that? to it. Um, Episode 11, <gasps> Skeletons in the Closet. Yes, you guys, I'm so excited to talk about these last two episodes just because it is just so good. These last two episodes are so good. So good, so good. So good, so good. Okay, um, that was really bad. <laughs> Now that we got that out of our system. Okay, so at this point where we left off, um, who was it? Oh, they called General Iroh, didn't they? And they're, they're just waiting for him to show up at this point. Yeah. Um, well, Yep. he ends up showing up and getting pretty much... Wasted with them. Yep. Wasted. They just tear I'm him apart. Wasted. And they also... No, that's not that one. They take... Do they take him, not hostage, do they, like, destroy their fleet? Yeah. In the last episode? Or this one? It's this one, the beginning They're of this They're hiding one. in the hobo camp. Yes, the sewers. Yeah. Until, oh, until Iroh's fleet arrives. And then they pop out, and yeah, they see the but they're like, oh, ocean. And, and that's there. where Korra saves. This is where, it's really interesting because I was really excited to see General Iroh just because you know it's related to Zuko. And Dante Bosco voices General Iroh. So it's kind of cool that we get a little bit of, of that. Um, he's only in it for these last couple episodes, and he kind of helps him out. But Korra and Mako, 
separate from Asami Bolin and Iroh and they go do their own thing while Asami, um, no this, yeah, this is where we get the background. So pretty much Mako and Korra break off to go, they're trying to disable Amon pretty much. Find a way to like. Yes, but um, can we talk about the fleet? Yeah, let's talk about the fleet. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this by saying um, again, no rhyme or reason to how we're gonna do this. These last two episodes have so much we want to talk about, so we're just gonna talk about it. So the fleet, freaking amazing. Um, I love that the Fire Nation is keeping it going with the, <laughs> the ships because in after last year, Bender they weren't really used for good, but now they are. But when Iroh gets there with his ships, all of a sudden there's this new invention, the plane. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I they're like, okay, we were like, not expecting that. How does that. he have time to make all this? And I'm like, <laughs> true. Um, the animation of the planes like flying actually, I feel like, makes a lot of sense. Like, it looks good. It looks believable. Mm-hmm. And then Korra dodging the like torpedoes and missiles Yeah. in the water. Yeah. Can I just point out something? How? Yeah, she just, you're like, already going to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Um, she's just kind of chilling in the water, avoiding bombs and stuff. She's until, watching it. Yeah, yeah, until Iroh falls into the water and, like, dies. She's just sitting there. She's just sitting there. <laughs> she's just watching it. She's like, oh, so this is what the Equalists have been up to. I'm not really going to do anything, but I'm going to act really concerned and just kind of sit in the water. And, like, every so often do some kind of, like, water bending and then just, like, go back and into the water and sit there. Me when there's any confrontation. Yeah. And I'm somehow involved. No, me when there's drama, like, outside the apartment and I'm watching it go on. I'm, like, <laughs> peeking out and then I just go back and then I peek out. Cora move. But, yes, the fleet is... You... I've said this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. The impending doom in these in these last episodes are is so intense because you're like, yes, the fleet's here. We finally got someone to save us. And then they get annihilated. Destroyed. Destroyed. So you're just sitting there like, um, okay, well, there goes all the hope I had for them. And then they have to Where go Where is hiding. baby hope? Where's baby Hope? How that old would baby she be? is probably a, I mean, a older adult by now. Do like you think she's 40s, in her, 50s? She or he, whatever. Yeah, what was baby? Baby Hope was a girl, right? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Either way, like, where are they? Where are they? We need baby Hope. Where right are now. you? And I'm, I'm so, so sorry. We're gonna become just like a cover <laughs> podcast. We just cover different songs. Um, yes. So, can we also talk about the backstory? This is where we get the backstory of Tarlock and Amon. Tarlock. Which is, here's the thing, to me, the first time I heard it, I'm like, my mind's blown. If you guys have seen this episode, then obviously you find out Tarlock and Amon are brothers, and, um, Yakone is their father, who was previously prosecuted by... Aang, Toph, and Sokka, and all of them, and he's a bloodbender. He teaches By these boys. Daddy like, Aang. By Daddy Aang. Yang. <laughs> Daddy Aang. Yang Gang. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you get the backstory on this, at least for these characters. And oh, I was gonna say, when you watch this for the first time, you're like, oh, this is actually really interesting, and then. 
you watch it over and over and over again because you watch the series so many times and then you're just like, okay, I've heard this so No, many I like times. the backstory. I like it too. I love it. I, in fact, I am just kidding. I'd argue that it is one of the most. I made greatest. a whole political essay about how it changed the course. Please read of it. the entire Please Avatar universe. We'd we'd love to hear it. We're waiting. It changed I'll that wait. moment right there of the teachers. I'll wait. It's like okay, we're just gonna keep talking. Imagine how long uh, we should test this. How long would a teacher actually be willing to wait? Yeah, can someone like? Pull out their phone while it's happening and just see how long the class can go. Yeah, let us go. know. Let us know what you've experienced. How long have you made your teacher wait? And how long were they willing to wait? Okay, back how on track. How long have you controlled your teacher by them saying they'll wait? So you're like, okay, you're waiting for me. They think that they're controlling you, but you're actually controlling them. Yeah, because you're not doing what they want you to do. Reverse psychology. Anyway, back on track. Um, we find out Amon's real name is Noah Talk. Because Noah talk, Noah talk, um, and then he leaves his family and he bloodbends his dad. Which actually, I'm like, yeah, you bloodbend that. He's hoe. like, you're not you... gonna touch my baby, bro. He's like, leave my baby brother alone. And then he bloodbends. And then um, Tarlock's like, I don't want to leave mom. And he's like, you're just weak. And I'm like, he's like 12. How old was he? Like 10, 12? And he doesn't want to leave his mom. I mean, that's not weak. That's just a normal child. But. You know, Noah Talk, a.k.a. Iman, is a... Well, he, he functions on a different level. We'll just say that. Um, but, yeah, this is a really cool moment where you get to see some background. And I don't think at this point, Iman knows that Tarlock knows that it he's actually Noah Talk. Because the way that he found... Okay, hold on. Can I just say something? The way he found out that he, that it was Noah Talk was by the way he bloodbended him. He was like, I know that from anywhere. And I'm like, he bloodbended you blood one time. grip. One time. And you've always Your gorilla it? grip putty. What? We ain't going here again. No more WAP Talk. WAP Talk. <laughs> WAP Talk. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, this, and then they're also, they hear this story, Korra and Mako, and they're like, yeah, we can turn his people against him because he's actually a bender. And they show up, and then Amon, surprise, surprise, has all the airbenders, Tenzin and his kids, except that is the not Rohan. Rohan would still be able to live on the legacy. Let's just acknowledge that, please. They have the baby tied up. That's the baby was that, just no. born. The baby was literally that just born. I don't even know how that would work. Um, yeah. And then they save them so they don't get their bending taken away. But everyone doesn't blame Cora. They're like, she's just trying to what an take down them on. Yeah. Like, it just... That's it's one of the worst things you can do. on a do. different level. That's one of the worst things you can do. Like, oh, let me get the rest of the airbenders. Yeah. Right, the la- we we had to deal with this the last series, with the airbenders being completely annihilated. Just opening up more wounds. Now we finally get airbenders <laughs> out, and we can't do anything? Like, okay, that makes sense. Cut to a clip of harmonic convergence. <laughs> Please do. Um, I think that's all I have to say for... Yeah, it was a good episode. Pretty good. Wait, no. 
the next episode is when they address Amon because remember he chases them and then that's where it all takes place. <sighs> so I'm sorry, we're getting a little, we're just going to mix these like I said. Um, and while this is going on, I don't know, let us know if you feel the same way. The situation that's going on with Asami and Bolin and Iroh, I just really didn't care about because I'm like, yeah. um, Amon is chasing Korra and Mako. Like, my priorities really aren't with the then, other part of the gang. And then they get in the mechs. The mechs. It's just cringy. It's the cringiest thing to me. And then, But I feel bad for Asami because her dad's literally trying to kill her. He's just like, I'm going to kill you. And then Balin's like, you're the worst father ever. And Asami's like, you truly are the worst father. And I'm like, it took, well, you, this it long? took you this long? He's just trying to kill you now and it took you this long. Okay. Um, also, a little plot hole moment well i guess would it be a plot device is what it's called when they literally have naga come knock down the jail, jail wall the the jail bars, bars and get them out of jail so um yeah that was interesting i was like man naga is strong actually naga does a lot for the <laughs> yaga <laughs> <laughs> does a lot um, I think that's all I have to say about that part of the crew, because I really, at this point, I'm just like, okay, y'all doing your own thing, that's cool, but let's focus on what's going on Cora. She, so, my bad, this episode, the last episode, we're moving on to the last episode, if we haven't mentioned that yet. We have. They. <laughs> we definitely have. <laughs> Mako and her are going to save Tenzin and the kids, and when they do... Tenzin and the kids go get Pema and the baby because she's in prison right now. <laughs> even though she just had a baby. Um, when you're not even a couple days old and you're already in prison. Dang, Rohan making history. Anyway, Mako and Korra run away and Amon chases after them. And I'm telling you, when Amon chases after you, that's scary. That is scary. That's some serial killer yeah, alleyway chase. Literally. Do you want to explain this last part? Oh, um, so Amon chases them into the room. I love how this is how this all takes place in the pro bending stadium. Like, kind yeah. of an homage to like, let's end this where it started. Yeah, definitely. And where where they built the relationships. I just felt that that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But so Amon chases them into multiple rooms. In one room, Cora like goes under the table because Amon's chasing them. She's trying to hide so from him. So creepy. And Amon walks in and kind of walks past the table, and, and she thinks she's getting away with it. She's yeah. like, "I'm so good," and I'm like, "So Girl, good, so." I'm gonna make clips of just you doing that. And sure enough, she thinks she's in the clear, and all of a sudden he blood bends her out from underneath the table. Blood bending has to be one of the creepiest. Bending styles. Because it's bending so powerful. El- yeah, it you is. You have full control over the person you're bloodbending. And when you've mastered it to the point of Amon being able to take their bending, which... Yeah, I need answers. Yeah, that's something... <laughs> we're just going to skip ahead real quick. We never find out how bloodbending, how you can be so good at bloodbending that you're able to take away someone's bending. They never only the Avatar it. can do that. They, yeah, exactly. Thus far. Yeah, with spirit bending. And they never acknowledge it. It is so crazy to me. And it's just, it would be interesting. 
if they did some kind of further backstory on it and but how that's how you can do that. Is it like a temporary thing? It they didn't make that known. It seemed like it was pretty permanent because remember they, they did, had to give like, bending back. But like not that much time had passed before Cora already gave them their bending back. True. I've thought about it. Maybe it is just like a temporary kind of thing. Anyway, I mean those are answers that I'd love to have answered. Answers? Those are questions I'd love to have answered. Those answer. are answers I, I would answers love to get answers. more answers for. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, and then Mako's there too. And then, I can't remember the series of... It's I can't remember lot, the sequence of this so fight, but a lot happens. Amon's right-hand man walks in oh, and sees right. that he's actually bloodbending, so he turns against him. And Mako, within this time, has gotten beaten up as well, but he hasn't gotten his bending taken away. Korra did get her bending taken away, so she is nothing. Like, she's the Avatar, but she can't bend anything. And Mako, like, strikes Amon down with Light. lightning, Light. like, strong lightning, to the point where he renders him useless for a second. And then he picks up Korra, and they're running out, and then Amon again comes chasing after them creepy and which is like how how did you how did you even survive from that lightning strike and then second how are you like running after them yeah they're in this hallway and then he hits um mako cora falls and then he goes he's about to take mako's bending away and cora air bends and she does this air bending punch that moment it gives me this right now it's so the animation is in this whole like this small hallway and it shows Korra punching the air, giving everything she got. She got. <laughs> because at that point, she she had, she had it unlocked airbending. Yeah. So even though he had taken away all of her other bending, she hadn't unlocked that for it to be taken away yet. So you're in your, your mind's blown. You're like, oh but my god. But you can gosh. tell she's able to understand and, and learn airbending in that moment mm-hmm. because that was like her... Airbending's, literal last call and airbending is very spiritual and i felt like a spiritual side of her had already been unlocked previously but then With when mako. she saw mako like literally the person she loves the most at this point being hurt it was like it was all unlocked yeah like she's and gonna then, try anything to get and then she starts bending more at him and then he goes to bloodbender and she's like nope and then fights it. And I'm thinking, again, okay. once again, I'm like, so answers? why didn't you just do that before? Like, you can fight it now with only having airbending, but, like, you couldn't fight it before? And, and then, keep in mind, she was not in the Avatar state. Yeah. And, oh, previously, the way that they had, um, Amon had made Pico. Pico? <laughs> Pico de Gallo. People believe that he was a, just a regular person. Is he has this fake scar on his face, pretending like he was burnt by... Uh, he's pulling a Zuko, pretending Classic. he was burnt by a firebender. But she pushes the air again, punches the air. He goes flying out to the water. The scar washes off, and then he ro- like he comes out of the water, water bending, And all of his supporters see him, or a good group of them. And then they obviously are like, Korra was yeah, right. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's worth nothing. Blah, blah. And so well, he takes off. I wanted to mention that animation in the hallway when she does learn airbending and she punches, you just see the shock in her eyes and then the camera follows the, like, the air punch mm-hmm. all the way to Amon. Mm-hmm. And it's just a quick, like, through the hall. And you can, you can feel the power just from that simple camera shift. Yeah. Like amazing storyboarding right there it is it truly is 
Um, it leaves off right there. And then he, oh no, he goes to find Tarlock and he takes him out of jail and he's like, we can be together now. You know, like, let's leave Republic City. Let's go live our own life and restart. And he's like, okay. And, um, they go onto a boat, which if you watch on Netflix, it will say it's rated like 13 PG or PG 13. However, they have it for self-harm, and it's for this moment right here because they do a murder-suicide. Tarlox literally takes one of the Equalist gloves, sticks it in the gas tank of the boat while Noah Talk, a.k.a. Amon, is driving, and blows them all up. Again, the storyboarding in this scene. They're in the boat. You think they're getting away. They're like, oh. You're kind of... You're upset because Amon's getting away, but you're also like... These brothers get to be together, together again. again. Yeah, so you're you're not completely upset, but you're also like, oh, man. So, the boat. They're on the boat, and you think they're going to live like this happy life. Like, they got away, cool, I guess for them. <laughs> and then um, Tarlock's talking about how, how it will be like old times. But as he's doing that, the camera is on the point of view of his eye. So... You're watching him look around, and he looks at this, like, kind of motor cap in the boat, and then looks at a glove, and then he puts the glove on, and then sticks the glove in the motor cap thing, and it just blows up. Yeah. So it's really, it's, they really, not only did they do a murder-suicide, but they also made you feel it. Be right before because you're watching him go through in his head what he's gonna do the emotions in this last episode for me is intense just the last five minutes of the show because yeah there's a lot there's a lot that happens you know yeah so the ending i'm a big baby i cry every time i see it i've seen a big big baby i've seen this scene multiple times i've looked it up on youtube just to watch this scene multiple times so as you guys know, Cora's bending has been taken away. She's only an airbender. When we are at the end of the final episode, episode 12, they are at, is it the Northern Water Tribe? Is that where she's from? Or it's a, it's Northern, right? Or is it Southern? It doesn't matter. I think it's Northern, but I don't really know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and she has everyone there. Cora's there. They're thinking maybe Cora can heal her and bring back her bending, but it's not working. So she takes off with Naga and she's just pissed. Mako's chased after her and is pretty much like, I love you. I want to be with you. And she's like, why? I'm, I'm worthless now. I'm not even the avatar. I can't do anything. And then she takes off and she takes off. And Isaac had noted something that he had saw someone else say about how she goes to the edge of this cliff and she's crying. You see, you actually see her teardrops fall to the end, like into the water. And you get a feel for just how far how, down it is. Yeah. And it's kind of a moment where you think like, wow, is she going to do something? Is she going to attempt? Like, yeah. Is she is she going to take her own life? Like, is she really that low? And obviously she is. Like, she's at the lowest point. And then in the background, you see an airbending costume. Like, just the bottom of it. And you think that it's Tenzin, obviously. And she thinks it's Tenzin. And she goes... Tenzin, like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't, I don't want you here. And then it pans, the camera pans up, and it's Aang. And he goes, 
but you called me here. And every oh. time I get goosebumps and I just want to cry because I'm like, oh, I've missed you so much, Aang. And it's just so cool to see him interact with Korra. And he tells her it's at our lowest point that we're open to the greatest change. And I remember when I first heard that, it just, it still sits with me because it's one of those, it's just one of those sayings that you realize when you are at your lowest point, you are open to the greatest change. Like so many things can happen for you at that point. And it's just so reassuring too. Like yeah. for me, it kind of helps. <laughs> it's kind of cringy to think about how Cora has helped me in this way, but it has like, I just think about like, okay, well, it can't really get any worse than where I'm at right now, like based on what's already happened type thing. Yeah. And that when you do feel that low, you can only go up from there. Yeah. And then, all you can do is try. Yeah. And then he gives her her bending back. And then you see all of the avatars light up. And, and she goes in the avatar state for the first time. And then, yeah, you see Korra go into the avatar state. And it's just, I mean... They could not have ended that episode any better. It is one of my absolute favorite scenes in all of the Avatar universe, series, comics, anything. Like, it is by far one of the most well-done scenes, in my opinion. And then Mako's there. And then she runs to Mako after... He watches her enter the Avatar state. And then she runs up to him and she's like, I love you too. And they kiss... But you're also like, okay, so you only love Mako now because you're the Avatar again, but... Where's Asami? Yeah, where's Asami? Asami's just still chilling while her boyfriend, because they never actually broke up, did they? Is still She's macking on the Avatar. She's got a lot to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need just like... Uh, a, we need a, a short psychoanalysis story on... of Asami, what she's going through in each season. Cause... Yeah, she's really going through it. I feel it. like she's just kind of... She's at her lowest point right now. Literally, Let's talk she's about at her that. lowest Where's point throughout Aang the for whole Asami? show. Yeah. But that that part for me, I just absolutely love. I will forever love. It just means a lot to me. It's cringy. It's like as cringy as it is. When I watched Korra for the first time, because me and Isaac didn't watch it as it was airing. We watched it, what would you say, a few years couple after. Years yeah, after. a couple years after it aired. And we had, a, like, emotionally and mentally been through a lot in our personal life with our family. So to watch that and to see, I, I guess, hear that, it was just one of those moments where it meant a lot to me. You know, I'm sure it meant a lot to you too, with everything yeah. we had been th- been to, been to, been through up until that point. But yeah, Cora, phenomenal. I loved season one. We just watched it at a time that we needed it, and we didn't even know it. Yeah, definitely. And see, we'll we'll be on to season two after this. I am not a season two hater. I know a lot of people hate season two. I'm Let's actually. Let's not get carried away. I'm actually a fan of season I don't know two, about so you, I'm looking but forward to it. It's been a minute since I've seen season two. It so has. In my opinion, we will. We have forgotten a lot. Yeah, we have. And maybe we're just fantasizing that it's better than what it actually is. I just love the background. Um. Okay. Who is your favorite character? Let's end season one. Who is who is your favorite character right now? Who are you oh. feeling? Who are you wanting to touch all over? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly. Probably Pabu. Ooh, I love Pabu. No. I love Pabu. Um, it's a hard one. I really. It's sad oh, 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 that we Cora can't. gives um, Lin Beifong her bending back. <gasps> and all of her soldiers, that. right? 
I'm assuming you don't ever see that, but everyone can bend in the next season, so I'm assuming she does. But you do see Bayfong get her bending back, so you're you're put to rest at that. You're like, oh, thank goodness, she has her bending back. Lynn is a solid choice for me always. Also, okay, I got ahead of myself. Cora, when she gives Bayfong her bending back, and she's the avatar, like you see, she's truly avatar right now. She's is she's moving into like a more mature avatar. Tenzin's like in awe watching her spirit bend. And Katara's face just has a big smile on it and makes me happy because I feel like in that moment she gets to see Aang in a way again. And so it just made my heart so happy. Okay, I'm done. Season one, wrapped up. That's all I have to say. Um, so my favorite character, probably... I really don't have one. I don't want to say... Why? Cora. Is it Cora? I think it might be Cora. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking it was Cora too. Just everything you watch her go through and seeing her at the end kind of mature to where she was in the beginning to where she is now. Well, think about all of the anxiety and stress and just depression, like mental storms. Yeah. Yeah, she does. That, just that alone that she has to go through on That's a daily. That's one thing. A lot of people, at least in the community that I see, there's a, there's always a huge argument on whether Korra really goes through anything tough or if she's really that strong of a character. And she is. She goes through some stuff. She's a toughie. She makes it through a lot. So, and, and, I mean, season one really is nothing compared to the next seasons. But when it comes to, like, her literal mental state and her strength dealing in these situations but i would say cora yeah i don't think there's i i mean i don't have issues with anyone else but cora right now is who stands out to me bolin used to be my favorite character and now i'm like he's such a shallow character there's not really anything to him other than he's an earthbender and he's funny. I think I, I clinged to Bolin in the beginning because I was such a Sokka fan. And he is the Sokka of the group. You know, he is the comedic relief. But not as smart. But no, not as smart. Not nearly as smart. Because Sokka was the funny guy, but he also was the brains and the operation of a lot of the things they did. I Do you have anything else you'd like to say wrapping up season one? I felt like it was... Regardless of its flaws, I feel like it was a complete packaged season. Yes, agreed. Um, and I enjoyed it each time I watch it. Me too. I always enjoy it, especially pro-bending. Can we just acknowledge that again? Pro-bending? Pro-bending. Love it. Amazing. Love it. 10 out of 10. Would pro-bend again. Would pro-bend again if I could. Would bend in general if I could. Just make me like the lamest bender in the world and I'd be happy with that. Anyways, that is it for today's episode and season one of Legend of Korra. We will be back sometime in the near future with season two. Yes, um, we're going to be running this giveaway, like I said, from today until next Friday. So enter. Yeah, what is that date? Is it the 2nd? October 2nd? I think it is. I think it is. Um... Yes, enter on our Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar if you're interested in getting a chance to win one of these three water bottles. And we may take a break, just like a one-week break, while we get things prepared for moving into Season 2. 
So I'm not going to say we're going to for sure have an episode out next week. We might, but if we don't, we definitely will the week after that. As always, thank you guys so, so, so much for your support. We love hearing from you guys, whether it's messages, comments, anything. It means the world to us. You have no idea. We sometimes can't believe that we get as many downloads as we do and that people like hearing us ramble on about the most random things. So thank you guys so much. We love you. We will see you when we see you next time. As always, I'm Rachel. I'm Isaac. Take care of yourselves and be safe. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com, on Twitter at Let's Avatar, and on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. Join us next week for another episode. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.